This is Life Change Church, Muskegon. What are you doing while you listen? Driving, mowing the lawn, folding the laundry, multitasking? We're so glad you're here. Subscribe and share this weekly podcast on Spotify, Google Podcasts, on iTunes, or at mylifechangechurch.tv. Join us in person Sunday mornings at 9.30 or 11.30, or catch us on Facebook Live. Here's Pastor Ron Rands. Children know their sins are forgiven. We at Life Change Church want to help you develop to overcome the wicked one, the evil one. Jesus' first thing he did, and we're not going to turn that today, the very first thing that Jesus did after he got baptized, the first thing he did, step into this presence of overcoming the evil one for 40 days. The very thing, the first mission, the first mission of Jesus' new phase in life, going from known as the son of Joseph to the son of God, was I'm going to overcome the evil one. What's going to be, every time you get to a new level, every time you're going to grow in God, I don't want to get ahead of myself here, but every time that you're going to grow in God, new levels are going to bring new devils. Here's how uh, many different passages kind of, or I should, many different authors in the Bible um, share development, how important it is. Not just what we just read in 1 John chapter 2. So when, as you're reading the book of Peter, you're going to see by his divine power, you can obtain all these things. So what it's saying there is this, that Peter's saying there's divine power that you should go. Matthew is going to say, you know what, there's a great commission and then through this great commission, you need to be evangelized in this world, that you're to be his, his disciples. And then Mark's going to be unfolding it. It says there's a power, an anointing at the end of Mark that can come over your life through the Holy Spirit. And that there are, you know what, great things that can unfold in your life. And then you're going to have the book of Revelation where it says it unfolds and God says, look, here's what you can do in your development phase. I got new doors and I got new windows that can happen in your walk. Every single author inspired by God is trying to empower you to have a developed life in Jesus Christ. If your life's not growing in God, then you are underdeveloped and that God wants you to have your life developed. First, you do this, and this is why life change mission to fulfill the vision of your life changing so you can change other lives is first grow in God. Everybody say grow in God which is growing in your faith, all right? So we're gonna lay this out real quickly here. Point number one, we see from John's writing to us that he's writing two, three different, two um, uh, things that he's sharing with us two different times, three developmental phases. Children, sins are forgiven. Young people, overcoming the wicked one. Mature, having such a heavenly space and presence of knowing who God and God's heart is for your life. Number two, Peter tells us to grow in God by his divine power. That is not by any, you know, and we have so many people in January right now that they have New Year's resolutions. I resolve that I'm going to lose weight, or I resolve I'm going to exercise more, or I resolve that I'm going to go the speed limit. Why would you do that? But anyway, I resolve, <laughs> I resolve that I'm going to, you know, uh, be better, you know, and have a better marriage. I resolve. Let me tell you something. I think it's all great that you have an imagination, but that's not Christianity in the space of what God, God wants you to have an imagination of God that his divine power works through. It's not about self-will. In fact, the whole point of Christianity is that your will dies to surrender to his will in your life. 
Not my will, but his will to be done. All right? Number three, growing in God is transformational. It's not informational. It's transformational. And we find that many people get into church. Many people will come around and you know, maybe try it on for a little bit of time. And they get informed. And that's great, because you know, the you know, Bible says that the mind thinks, so is he. Which means your mind is a very important part of you. You need to renew your mind in the truth. But there's no transformation until your heart gets in the space of surrender. What, what we would call that is a teachable spirit. One where you're going over there and I'm yielding to the space of understanding. Many people get in the presence of truth and go, well, that's for you. I have learned to get in the word and go, it's all for me. I need to change. I need to, be, I need to have my life. And then not only that, layers of understanding. Layers of understanding. Be aware of this and, and, and watch out for this. A religious spirit always looks back at someone else and says, well, that's for you, that's not for me. You, you begin to, you hear something, it's truth, and then you point at somebody else. That's a religious spirit, okay? But a transformational spirit is one going, look, I am in a space, in a journey toward my, you know, my heavenly calling toward being transformed into his image. And no way have I arrived. I, I need so much more transformation. And God has a plan for my life. If you want to know what a transformed, perfectly transformed life is, read about it when Jesus had the transformation. Did he look at all human? Do you remember when it was like, all of a sudden he's lit up and he's in the, uh, the presence of Moses and Elijah? You know what, read about it. There's no, I don't see any of you glowing like that. And I can look in the mirror and I don't glow like that either. But there are times in the space of a God and as we grow, that power looks past the skin. It looks past the experience. And in the humility of what God wants to do in our life, all of a sudden it's transformed us and all of a sudden we are people that literally are not by what we know, not by what we experience. All of a sudden, we're something that we have never stepped into, and God calls that faith. All of a sudden, you're divinely touched. You're divinely moved. You say things off your lips. You go, I can't even believe I said that. I have had time. When we started this church, I'll never forget, I was in front of a custodian, the head custodian of Reese Puffer Schools, and he wanted me to go and start in this one particular school. And I said, I looked at him, and I said, I shook his hand. And I said, we're going to get really close. And he goes, what do you mean? I says, the area that you're asking me in this church to start with is so small, we will never develop as a church. So I shook his hand. I says, we'll get really close because I'll be here 10 years from now. And then he looked at me and said, well, what do you want? I says, I need that size. I need to have an area where our church can develop and be all that God's called it to be. It says, so that we can become and we can get out of here. I says, and we'll see ourselves and we'll be out of here in two years. And I went, oh, I can't believe I just said two years. I wanted to take those words back, but it wasn't me that said them. The next thing I knew was the things that the Lord was just literally prophetically speaking right off my lips. And it was things that there's no way in the world I could do but only God could do it. And guess what? We were in this building in a couple years. Impossible. We were a brand new church starting over there. And look at this place. Look what God can do. 
That's how good our God. Look what God could do with your marriage. Look what God could do in your finances. Look what God could do in your child. But all you got to do is get into that space of divinely believing and knowing that it's his power that works in you to do what pleases him. Can anybody say amen? Growing in God will encounter resistance. I wish I really didn't have to share this part. I really wish that I could just say, you know what, growing in God, you're gonna get in the Bible and you're gonna get into worship and you're gonna get in prayer. And this is gonna all live in a Cinderella story and it's gonna be all happily ever after. That is not the truth. New levels bring new devils. And so even as a person, as a marriage, as a church family, whenever we hit a new space of level, we're gonna hit new devils in our life. That's just a fact. We're gonna hit new devils. You need to get to that space inside of your faith. You need to become a young person in God. God doesn't even call it a mature person. He calls it a young person to overcome that resistance that comes in your life. It will be met with resistance. And that resistance can come in many different ways. One of it, I think, it can come through disappointment. It can come through discouragement. It can come through lies. It can come through frustration. It can become, a lot, a lot of it is just self. All of a sudden, you're so, like, if you're like me, you struggle with security at times. And there's levels of insecurity. I know as a parent, as a father, you say, Pastor Ron, you're such a great dad. Let me tell you something, I struggle with insecurity all the time. I shouldn't have said that, or I could have said that different, could have done that different. What should I do? My wife was just, on her, we were on our way to Menard just the other day, and all of a sudden she's asking me about, you know, doing, doing something on, you know, Spotify, or, you know, I'm just, here, here we are just, we're unfolding things, and we have to be led by the Spirit. Because what the Spirit of God will say to you today could be very different tomorrow. Could be very different tomorrow. This last week I went snowboarding again, and I'm having a ball, I'm learning, and I can tell you right now that the things that I was instructed to do um, a few weeks ago, and all they did is stay on your, stay on your heels and just kind of break and skid. Now I'm not doing. Now I can get on my toes and my heels and I can kind of go down the, be, why? I'm ready for it. But when I first went down the hill, man, put the brakes on. I was always on my tush. I mean, that was the, the way down the hill, okay? Now, I can come down there and I can be, now, because I, I, you know, I used to compete as a slalom skier. So, man, I'm starting to feel like toe and heel. I'm like, man, this feels like a slalom ski coming down the hill. I'm having a ball. I'm still pff, wiping out a few times. You know what I mean? Because I'm not developed, all right, in the space of what I'm doing. But the point of it is I'm growing. And what I'm, my instructions are changing every time I go up the hill. If you're not learning and being instructed in God, you're not developing. And there's so much more. Every, the Bible says there's so many promises. And if you haven't studied the Bible and find out all the promises, the Bible says you're not even going to take on the divine nature that God has. I love reading the Word. And I love hearing the promises. So let's break it out kind of transformationally. How does this happen? This is, this is not by any means trying to tell you, Pastor Ron's got it down. This is what God has done in my life to help me develop in my Christianity and become a, a man of God, a husband to my wife, to a, a pastor that I'm you know, always struggling with, to being a businessman or being in you know, any way, these are areas that God has begun to transform. First, this is this, get in the word. What does God's word say about being a husband? Again, the Bible. 
What does God's word say about being a pastor? Get in the Bible. Get in the word. Get in the word. Everybody say, get in the word. Okay. B, hang out with the Holy Spirit. Well, what does that look like? Um, the Holy Spirit, it was sent down here by Jesus to help you, to help you, to assist you, to empower you, to help you with your, your, your ways, which means when you're forgetful. How many of you struggle with forgetfulness at times? Okay. The rest of you are so minded, you know what, I want to hang out with you. But anyway, I get become forgetful at times. Like Pastor Chad with names. Don't ever get mad at him. He always forgets names. I don't even, I'm surprised he calls me Ron. So anyway, <laughs> so anyway, um, but anyway, um, we can be forgetful. Well, the Holy Spirit brings things back in remembrance. Back things in remembrance. And I'm so grateful. There are times where I'll be reading in the scripture and all of a sudden, I, you know, and I, I don't even think that I really thought about memorizing it or being mindful of it. And the Holy Spirit all of a sudden made me, a, a week later, I'm in a, I'm in a pickle. And all of a sudden, boom, there's that scripture. Did that with my wife on her way to Menards the other day. All of a sudden she was going, I don't know how to deal with this. I said, well, we just read about it this morning, honey, in the parable. And she goes, oh, <laughs> she had one of those aha moments. So get, let the Holy Spirit lead you. But let me tell you something. The Holy Spirit needs things to talk about. And the things he talks about is the word. So don't make the Holy Spirit stutter. Get in the, get in the word. Get in the word of God. You say, well, pastor, I don't really understand what I'm reading. Well, that's why we're really gonna help you with discipleship, and that's why the Holy Spirit is gonna help you and instruct you. We start out as children, and we develop in that. I am so thankful that my grandkids do not think that they can get in my truck and drive it down the road. Not gonna happen, okay? Not gonna happen. Now, my son, here's the keys. Here's the keys. Pastor Jenna, not so much. <laughs> I was kidding, yeah. All right? There's, a, there's kind of a thing she had asked to uh, borrow my car the other day, and I said, honey, I'd, I'd love to give it to you, but I actually only had one, I was only down to one car. You know why? Because of my kids. <laughs> They're borrowing my car. All right? And then thirdly, I want to talk to you as a serving God. If you're struggling with your fervency of God, let me tell you, serving is a way through it. Serving. There is nothing greater. I, I remember when I first got saved, I started um, greeting and ushering. I just talked to a young couple again, um, this, you know, this, this service. I said, look, you know what? Get involved with first touch. I was, God, I was the usher and I was gonna be the best usher for God. I've served on the soundboard and nobody liked me there. But anyway, I served on there and I've served in the children's ministry. I've served in the young people, junior high, high school. I've never served up here because nobody thought I could sing. So never, I, not that I didn't want to, but uh, I've, I've served in anyway. Why? Because I want to do it unto him. We, we're going to sing in a few minutes. Worship, you know, with the audience of one. Serve with the audience, unto him. He's worthy of it. Amen? In fact, I love what Jesus said. He goes, look, I didn't come here to, you know, to be served. I came here to serve. And so if you have the heart of Jesus, your passion is going to be, well, pastor, I don't even know where. Go to a place to belong class. You're going to find out that you have gifts and a space of anointing that's in your life that's going to really grow you and the church around you. Worship, in a moment we're going to be doing that, reveals where our heart is. It reveals, in fact, we're going to, this next first song we're going to be singing, it, just, it brings about so much change in our walk. Worship. You, you know, when we, every time we read, um, anytime anybody has an encounter with God, what's the first thing they do? 
Worship. When God told the, the, the Israelites to get out of Exodus, out of their crazy, frustrated land, what's the first thing he said to do? Worship. And so it should be, I don't care where you're at in your life, you should want to worship, all right? And then lead. Um, so our life is whether, and I love how Pastor Chad even says, even on Facebook, we're, we're leading in, in areas, in our walk. Many times, well, I'm, I'm not a leader. Yeah, you are. People are watching you. And you're, you're gonna, we're either gonna lead them more to Jesus or we're gonna lead them to be more confused about who Jesus is. Let's lead them to know who Jesus is. And so as we unfold the mission of our church, our vision is to basically your life to change, that you will be everything that God's called you to be and that through you being who God's called you to be, you're gonna change lives around you. People are gonna see who Christ is inside of you. And how we do that is our mission is this, is growing, growing your faith, growing God. Love others. Next week we'll be talking about what is real love? What is God's love? How it compels us to do things that are impossible. Then we're gonna talk about reach. Then we're gonna be talking about serving. Then we're gonna talk about worship. And then at the end, we're gonna be, you know, sum it all up and that you have a power and anointing inside of you to servant lead. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes with me? Father, I'm so grateful for the mission. I'm so grateful for the, the mission that supports that vision, you. God, we're life-changing ministries. It's you that changes lives. It's your power, it's your anointing that does it. If you're watching this online right now or if you're here in the presence of God with us right now and you're unsure, you have this confusion or you have this, basically this ache on the inside of you, there's got to be more to God than what you're experiencing. The truth is, God put that ache inside of your heart and the only way you can answer that ache, the only thing that will actually fill that void is having a personal walk with Jesus understanding forgiveness that Jesus died on the cross for your sins accept his forgiveness accept what he did and paid for something you couldn't pay for yourself pray this prayer with me right now the prayer of surrender and if you pray this prayer next week it will be you that can light that candle where your life was changed you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Or maybe you rededicated your life to Him. Let's pray this prayer. Say, Father God, in Jesus' name, I accept what Jesus did on the cross for my sins. I receive His forgiveness. I receive His hope, His divine power to have my life be changed into His image. Here I am. I'm all yours. Amen. Let's stand up and worship our King together. If you liked this message, we want you to share it. Subscribe to more podcasts through mylifechangechurch.tv. Get involved. Ask for prayer. Share your story. Go to mylifechangechurch.tv. I'm Karma Adams, producer. We'll see you next week.